Hello everyone, welcome to the first ever really fresh bonus episode, a side exploration in the really refreshing film podcast canon. I wanted to call these side episodes Future Nostalgia, but I didn't want anyone thinking this was a Dua Lipa show. So we're calling it Really Fresh because... These occasional mini-episodes go against the structure of the show, and then I'm going to talk about a new film, and I'm going to do it alone. Episode 3 of our regularly scheduled programming is coming very soon. I'll be joined by Brandon, one of my group chat homies, to revisit Disney's 1982 cult classic, Tron. So please check back for that. Speaking of Disney, this first entry in the really fresh bonus pod, is going to cover Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Be warned, I will be going full spoilers here. But to be honest with you, I think the advertising did most of that for you already. <laughs> Come back uh, after you've seen it for a listen. Or if you won't be seeing it for a while, really refreshing, we'll be back this coming weekend with the Tron episode. Anyways, let's begin now. Full spoilers from here. Overall, I really enjoyed the movie. Full disclosure, I am a die-hard Sam Raimi fan. He's one of my longest and biggest influences and idols, and I was scared at the prospect of him making a movie in the Marvel factory. You know, they have a tendency to be carbon copies of each other visually, stylistically, narratively speaking, there there's not a whole lot of room for originality. Um, Evil Dead is like my Bible. absolutely adore that series for most of my life now at this point. His Spider-Man trilogy is iconic, and I hold those movies in high regard still to this day. Huge part of my life. I saw Drag Me to Hell in theaters three times and loved the hell out of it every single time. Just a huge, huge fan of this man's work. And I'm happy to say that Strange 2 is very much his movie. And the style that's now been brought to a Marvel flick is highly welcomed. Um, you get every single classic Sam Raimi trope uh, in this film. You get, like, Deadite crawling, blood, some pretty horrific deaths, <laughs> to be honest. Um... Lots of camera movement, Dutch angles, a fucking hilarious Bruce Campbell cameo, of course, and his uh, classic Delta 88 car that's been featured in every single one of his movies is uh, right front and center floating in the air in a particular scene in the third act. Um, his just gothic looks and the books themselves, much like uh, the Necronomicon, there's lots of books like that in here, and the monsters and zombies just all look straight out of Army of Darkness. Um, everything you could possibly want out of one of his movies is absolutely delivered here. So I was delighted to see that. Um, frankly, it sort of infuriates me <laughs> to see how well it works when Marvel allows a filmmaker to make a movie in their true voice and style. And the fact that we had to lose an Edgar Wright Ant movie still like 
haunts me to this day. Just think of the possibilities of what that project could have been. Anyway, back to Strange 2. Other things that I loved. Um, Elizabeth Olsen absolutely owns this movie as Wanda slash Scarlet Witch. An absolutely incredible performance. And she has some actual scares in the movie and gets to be the pseudo, like, dead-eye classic, uh, you know, monster uh, that we've seen. Lots of creepy, crawly, weird arm angle stuff. Like, it's just really, really awesome. Um and I don't want to get into recency bias, but I mean, honestly, I, I could easily say right now that she's in the top three, at least, of the MCU villains all time. She was that damn good. So every second she was on screen, I absolutely loved. Um, this is like deep into the movie, but I really loved Zombie Strange as well, which we did see, of course, from the spoilerific advertisements. Um, but I really enjoyed that Strange. He was like, honestly, the best of all versions of Strange that we saw in the film. Um, America Chavez, uh, not familiar with the character at all from the comics. So I did not know what to expect from her. Her powers are very strange. No pun intended. Um, I don't want to butcher the actress's name, but she is incredibly endearing in this movie. Um, Marvel seems to be doing a really great job of child casting. The kids from WandaVision are back in this movie, and one of those kids is just perpetually smiling with innocence, and it just makes me laugh every time I see him. Um, it didn't feel like a movie that's sole purpose was to set up the next Marvel tale. It was actually a good Doctor Strange movie and was really focused on that. They barely even mentioned uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, and it's funny because we just had assumed that what he did in that movie is directly responsible for opening up the multiverse. But like every other entry in the MCU that has talked about the multiverse, everything's different and none of them is really connected. They still reference like Loki as being like the breaker of that, but I, I just don't see how they're connected because it seems like every character that interacts with the multiverse does it in a different way so there's not a whole lot of rules there for that um it uh what else um the only setup i guess that they did do is in the mid credit scene which just it was a very strange cameo from Charlize theron who i guess is determined to be in every franchise now um, so we'll see where we go with that, but, uh, she looked really silly to me, to be honest with you. Um, and it was a really lean plot, which I, uh, sounds like a dig, but I honestly thought it would work, worked really well, because it gave Sam, uh, a lot of time to play with this, and it was definitely very visually heavy. Um, there was some really good effects in here, and some really bad ones too, which we'll talk about a bit later. Um... But visually speaking, just some really, really great horror looks. It just looked like a Sam Raimi movie. Like, Army of Darkness re-Doctor Strange. So, really dug that. Danny Elfman's here, again, like he did for Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies. And, of course, Tim Burton's Batman movies. Uh, not a super memorable score. Uh, I wouldn't be able to pick it out or something. And it didn't even sound that much like a classic Danny Elfman score. I guess he's... Busy getting ripped and performing at Coachella. 
let's get into things that I didn't like, starting with the huge cameos, like the big, you know, break the internet moments from the movie, most of which were spoiled in advance from, once again, the stupid advertising, and that just absolutely killed me. Uh, Patrick Stewart was in the first trailer, the Super Bowl one that everybody has seen. That was a big spoiler, but I, I figured, oh, well, it must not be that big of a thing, or he must have a pretty huge role if they're willing to give that up already. Um, and then I've been religiously watching the NBA playoffs, and they run a 30-second ad for this movie every commercial break, and it literally includes the line, the Illuminati will see you now. Like, come the fuck on. Save some surprises for the cinema. And that just pissed me off so bad, so... I've just been, I went into the movie knowing full well, like, without a doubt, Illuminati is going to be in there. Just didn't know which character is going to be there. Obviously not Black Panther. I didn't think Namor would show up either. Um, and we already knew that Professor X was going to be there. So there wasn't much to be, you know, surprised by there. Um, and we'll, I'll go through each of those here in a sec. Um, let's start with, it just feels like, Instance, another instance, much like Star Wars, where Disney is just giving the social media nerds exactly what they want. Like, sure, it's fun to see Xavier in the crazy floating yellow wheelchair. And they threw in the X-Men animated series theme, which of course is a fun nod, which people will go bananas for. But he was barely used and then killed. Uh, this completely undermines his final appearance in Logan, which is what really pisses me off, because that was a perfect send-off. And now we have to live life knowing that Patrick Stewart's probably last appearance as this iconic character was getting killed for, I want to say, like the fourth time as he's played Xavier in a meaningless cameo. And uh, then let's get to the big one that not many saw coming, which is John Krasinski as Reed Richards. I mean... John Krasinski as Reed Richards has been a fan casting dream for years, and they just are going and giving everybody what they're asking for, and I don't know if it was the right call. Quite honestly, I thought he was kind of terrible as Mr. Fantastic. I'll bet it was a very small, uh, you know, feature. It just seemed like he was doing a very lazy line reading, which, to be fair was solely there to deliver exposition for the current story. So, like, it was really a waste of an intro to Mr. Fantastic and what, of course, everybody hopes to be a good Marvel interpretation since we've never gotten a good Fantastic Four movie before. Um, but, yeah, I didn't like Krasinski as Reed Richards. Um, and then he only stretched, like, once, and it was just his arm. And he gets taken out like a complete bitch. Like, I don't know if they plan to use Krasinski in the upcoming Fantastic Four movie, but if so, I hope that the read from that universe is much more lively and, you know, actually sounds smart, because <laughs> he did not to me in this. Um, Black Bolt, uh, I'm fairly certain that was the same actor that played him in the terrible Inhuman show that nobody saw, including myself. Um, but this time he actually has the cool Black Bolt mask on them. Uh, you have to wonder, did they approach Vin Diesel first for a cameo here as well? Um, Charlize, why couldn't you give him a call? At any rate, uh, he is murdered in the most wonderfully brutal way possible. I absolutely loved it. His, he just screamed into his own skull and exploded his brains out the back. Just absolutely killer. Um, 
And then Captain Carter from What If, she pops up too, and that's just like another egregious fan service thing. She added nothing of value there. Uh, and then Captain Marvel, uh, but a version of her with that character whose name I don't remember. She is not Carol Danvers, though. Um, and the biggest problem with that scene and the scenes that those characters are involved in is like, it literally brought nothing to the narrative at all. It just felt an extremely egregious fan servicey thing like, oh, well, No Way Home had a bunch of cross characters and now we got to do that shit now with everything that we make. So it just felt too much to me. Uh, other things I didn't like, Mordo, also a member of the Illuminati, they just completely just blew their load on that whole storyline. The first Doctor Strange movie ends, and, you know, we have that, he has that line, like, no more sorcerers, or whatever. Um, and so he's going to be the big bad, right? And then that doesn't happen. Like, this version of him is actually kind of a nice guy. Um, but then Strange goes into, like, this, like, voiceover talk with him, explaining that Mordo's been trying to kill him for years now. So basically they just decided we're not going to go down that pathway or that plot and then just completely had it happen off screen <laughs> and now they're telling the audience about it. It's absolutely bonkers. Um, so, I mean, that felt kind of cheap to me. Um, this is this is kind of nitpicky, but why did Wong and Strange, like, not call a single member of the Avengers to help with Wanda? the most powerful being in the planet at that point, trying to do some real awful stuff. Or at the very least, Wong, why don't you call Shang-Chi, since she loved, you know, doing cage fighting with him, and karaoke, why don't you call uh, your pal Shang to come help out, at the very least. Like, it's ridiculous. There's a lot of death in this movie. <laughs> like, so many sorcerers got wiped the fuck out. And then, of course... Xavier and all the members of the Illuminati and just like a ton, a ton of death. So Raimi really got to do a lot of his fun stuff there. Um, this is kind of typical for all recent Marvel projects, but there's some really bad CG in here. There's some really good stuff in here as well. A lot more, uh, we'll say positively speaking, there were some really good sets in the movie and like you can really tell when they're actually filming on a set because then every other scene that's not on a set is glaringly obvious. And that's been a problem for Marvel as well. Uh, Moon Knight just finished this week. And yeah, uh, that show had a lot of really bad CGI. And the movies are no different. So I feel like if they would have just cut out that those egregious cameos, I mean, Lord knows how much they spent to get those actors, and then just film those couple scenes that they're in, easily you know 10 20 million dollars right there cut that shit out use that money to develop your actual visuals a bit better um like i said some of it looks really good and some of it's just that screensaver stuff that people like to complain about with marvel movies which is entirely valid um just a thought but at any rate uh, i'm really happy uh with the that we got a very Marvel movie, but a very Raimi movie too, which uh, is a really big positive. Uh, the end credits, uh, Bruce Campbell fourth wall break will go down as one of the greatest stingers in movie history. Uh, I definitely expected him to be in the stinger, and they delivered in a 
even better way than expected. <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen a fourth wall break in Marvel before, outside of WandaVision, of course, which doesn't really count because that was within her mind. Anyway, absolutely hilarious. So glad that Raimi got to do his thing while still sticking with the Marvel formula. Overall, um, I'd say it's top mid uh, of Marvel projects. Not one of the best, but certainly not anywhere near bad. Um, just kind of top of the mids. We'll see uh, how it holds up on multiple viewings. Um, but thank you for listening, friends. Please come back to the regular show this coming weekend, where we'll be checking out Tron from 1982. Thank you much.